I am Astara. And I'm Orion. And we are Illuminating Illuminating Hearts. Hearts. Welcome to Bloop, a podcast capturing the sound of imagination. Join us in conversation with many beautiful collaborators on their daily journey. Dropping the pebble of the mind into the pond of the heart. Bloop. This episode, we are sharing a conversation with Andrea Lassi, the owner and founder of Artemis Teas and Botanicals, about bringing her passion project into reality. Illuminating Hearts proudly collaborated and co-created a tea blend with Andrea called Hearth. Our topic is the power of a cup of tea, where the imaginal and the vegetal come together. I'm personally, like, this moment's really exciting because I'm surrounded. One of the members of Illuminating Hearts is surrounded by two of our original positive, uh, reaffirming, life-affirming collaborators that are bringing your amazing businesses or bringing to us something better in our lives that we can bring then again to our clients and theirs. So we like the win-win-win, you know. And um, Andrea, you know, With Artemis Tees and the gift of us knowing you as long as we have, we were starting out, you were starting out, like early, early, early years or minutes. It all seems to have happened really quickly. Can you speak a little bit about what it was like for you um, to work with us over, I think it took us about a year to come up with that custom tea but we had this vision because you've had a private you've been at sessions you kind of knew what we were about you're a good friend you had like a sense of just intuition but we we took the magic sauce that you are which is somebody who can be creative and work with the medicinal and other worldly gifts of the plants and then us come to you and say we like this chocolate can you make a tea that's sort of like this like how was that for you to have this journey with us um well making the tea taste like chocolate was the easy part that that <laughs> was the easy part amazing um but trying to uh really hone in on the energetics of the tea while maintaining the taste profile was the challenge and um you know we went back and forth many times many many iterations of the tea have existed um and each of them you know were unique and lovely in their ways but i love that we finally landed on one that uh really coheres around the values that 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 you've always wanted to be at the heart of this tea you know and it's i wanted to push a little bit for the caffeinated um you held back and like, no, that's really not the energy um, that we're going for. And so redesigning it to be, you know, decaffeinated minus the cacao, which is naturally, you know, has its own um, stimulants, but they're of a different nature mm-hmm. uh, than, you know, just a black tea would be. But um, really the, and I'm, I'm going to pronounce this as I have just learned this weekend, Huga, Huga. The Danish concept of cozy, like that was really yes. something important when I was thinking about this tea. Hearth, well, we, we came at hearth, but um, just really the warmth, the warmth radiating from the heart center um, being that kind of guiding principle through the whole design process of the tea. Um, I love that we arrived at such a rich uh, flavor profile and a rich energetic profile and the name encompasses all of that 
Um, and that, yeah, and that, that cozy factor, like really coming coming down and grounding and uh, and allowing the heart to to just expand, you know, in uh, during a sound meditation. Uh, the tea does a great support for all of that. So, yeah, it was very fun, very artistic, and I mean, I knew you guys were going to keep me on my feet, so. <laughs> no, yeah. We, we don't ask for anything mild. We're like, we want to accomplish 15 things. Can you help us? <laughs> yes, and yes. <laughs> In fact, I think, and I quote, you said, there's so many medicinal properties and gifts of this tea, we can't fit it all in the label. Correct. <laughs> right, yes. How do we focus in on the particular ones, right, that we really want to emphasize, and it's, it's jam-packed with medicinal goodness, so. One of these days I should get that list from you so I could tell people because we are already, just by flavor alone, people love it and it's selling well, but it's the sense of it is so much more than we can describe. Mm -hmm. It'd be fun to know more so I could speak intelligently. The, um, the thing that's kind of neat about it is the response that we're getting. And we haven't had a chance to tell you this, but there are, we, we serve it now at play shops, book groups, uh, sound events, sometimes before, sometimes after, sometimes during. <laughs> and um, m almost everybody talks about how beautifully it tastes. So that's a given. Mm -hmm. But there's a sense that when somebody starts in an event and they just grab the tea and come and sit at a book group or come and sit at a sound event, it's already starting to create that, what is the Danish word again? It's hug? Hygge. 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 We, we have a friend who's married to a Danish woman and she explained that to us oh, and we couldn't remember the name. Okay. And this was last year. Okay. And I think it was, we were just starting this process and then we went on tour and she described it to us one morning as we were sitting around kind of doing that thing. Uh -huh. And she described what it was and now that you're connecting the dot for me, I think it's all kind of been there this whole time. This under, like the subconscious intention, because hearth, I mean, just to explain it out loud, it's got hear, ear, art, earth, hearth, and then I think that's it. I don't know if I'm I missing. I think it was five. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And so it's, in a metaphorical sense, it, it's like the medicinal qualities and, you know, it's grounding, but it's an aphrodisiac, but it's, mm -hmm. you know, tonifying and there's these, mm -hmm. there's these uplifting things, these, you know, earthy energies that are going downward. Mm -hmm. It's doing all the stuff just mm -hmm. like the name. Mm -hmm. And that, that cozy making space is what our sound is about. Mm -hmm. So I love that Danish word. I think it suits what right. we're doing. And one of the things that I think about too with the, the tea and what it's designed to do, what we talked about specifically, you know, is really honing in on herbs that are traditionally used, like we said, for opening the chakra, but but using it in group settings, it's absolutely a community builder. You know, it's opening it's opening these these chakra centers, you know, all around and, and helping people join energetically, truly, you know, at a at a physical level. And um, and hearth, absolutely, I, you know, the name encompasses that too, or that idea of, you know, Hugo. Hugo. Family, community, that, that radiant uh, goodness and kindness and, and uh, 
groundedness and joy that really come from you know, people coming together and, and sharing these rituals. How has it been for you, you know, creating Artemis Teas is such a, it's such a labor of love. And you're a mom and you have so many amazing dimensions of your life that are quite intense in and of each of them singly. So, you know, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Like, have you noticed as you've created Artemis Teas with the, the delicate tensions of being a mom and being a wife and being a business owner and being a collaborator and navigating all of these things, you know, um, do they feed each other even if there's tension there or even if there's like, you know, the difficulty? Do you find that each area of your life kind of enriches the other? Absolutely. Um, probably the primary reason why I started this company was because, um, well, I mean, at a, at a practical level, it's an outgrowth of this work I had been doing for years on uh, literature and ecology and just understanding um, ecological crisis. You know, how did we get here and how do we manage it? How do we um, solve it? And uh, obviously so much of that begins within each of us. I mean, it's a, it's a cultural-wide cultural issue and also you know, an individual issue. And um, so in part, Artemis Tea is, is a response to that, but also um, it's very much a response to me being a woman trying to navigate um, use my talents in the world in ways that um, are truly beneficial and meaningful, but that also give me space to be the mother that I feel called to be and to be the creative that I feel called to be and to honor myself, you know, my, my body, my limits, my, you know, my health. Um, and as an entrepreneur, that is like remarkably difficult, but it's still somehow manages to be easier than uh, the, the sort of lifestyle that I had before um, in academia. So it's very much uh, a company that, that honors the feminine and the divine feminine on so many levels. And, uh, and it makes me more aware um, you know, being with my children or being with my husband, like it's this conscious choice that, you know, I'm doing all of this, that I have time with them or that I have the flexibility. Um, but uh, those rhythms of family are just, you know, 100% interplaying with the creative processes that I'm going through while I'm making, designing a new tea. Like, oh, my daughter needs this thing, you know, needs needs a tea for this this thing that's constantly, uh, a struggle for her, so I design a tea, and oh my goodness, it's amazing. We love it. It just tastes delicious. I bet other people might like this, you know. Like, <laughs> and so it's, it evolves and um, grows really from you know, f family and community needs and and projecting out and like mm. wanting to share those sorts of things with other people and and also listening to community. You know, what are the needs out there that people are searching for? Um, allies for to help them with and so my ears are always attentive to that too um, I love that you know this this is very much healing work and uh, it's a kind of work that forces me it's a constant invitation for me to do my own personal healing and to be uh, you know mindful of the healing work that you know I'm engaging with with my family and friends and and absolutely you know um, how do I it, how do I best embody that role as healer for the wider community? I love that because 
you know, you think of the word organic and you think, okay, sourcing, sourcing of food or plant, um, or there's inorganic and organic in chemistry, you know, there's like different kind of interpretations of what organic means. And to me, what you just described is like another deeper layer of organic in your work and organic herbs, organic tea. It's like you're an organic entrepreneur who's allowing your life to inform your blends. And you have, you have a wide variety of blends, but what is it that we need in our life? Diversity, biodiversity. And if you go back to your original intention of this like, the eco-literacy that you bring around an eco-crisis, <laughs> there's this sense of how does nature do it? It does it through systems thinking and each system informs the other and nothing works on its own. And there's a, a, a demand that happens in one corner of, of this forest or this um, garden and the plants rise up too, to meet that thing. Mm -hmm. So I feel like your tea now is even more organic in my <laughs> mind. <laughs> it's like you're organically generating your creations. If, yeah, yes, I would say that. In addition to being true. organic herbs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's very much a, a deep heart call that started all of this. I was not intending to start a tea company or to be an entrepreneur and uh, it was just this slow and steady calling of the plants over the course of a couple of years that eventually just couldn't, couldn't ignore it. I knew that if I were to walk away from it, um, I, I would feel dis-ease dis and, you know, what sort of literal, you know, like physical uh, obstructions would I, would I start to be wrestling with if I didn't give myself to this, this flowing movement that, that was really trying to um, pull me into it. And uh, this really has been so much uh, plant-led uh, uh, endeavor from the beginning. Um, as I did my healing work with the plants, you know, and the more and more I was able to engage with with their medicine, um, the yeah, the more it just opened me up to this this path and the need for someone to do this work, and that I could do this work, you know, and that 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 I was being literally called to do it. And so yeah, after a lot of struggle, I realized it was not worth struggling, and I needed to say yes, and it's been wonderful. Um, learning learning how to grow into this um, work. It reminds me of something we were talking about earlier before you came that... Except for in this 144. Oh, oh thank shoot. you. Okay. Oh, this will be my last thought is that, you know, <clears throat> the gongs, when somebody, like, we heard from um, Trenton that when he first heard, he came over to drop off some water, he went into the sound room to kind of see the gongs, Orion took a resonant mallet and sung the gongs, and there was a sound that he can't forget. And what I was thinking as he was talking is, what he heard was not only just this incredible, literal, physical expression of sound that was coming to his ears, but he was hearing a relationship between mm -hmm. Orion and the gong. Mm -hmm. And so when people come and they ask about your teas, mm -hmm. one of the things Orion shares is she sings over her tea. And whether it's every single time, or it's the herbs that you have that get delivered, there is this sense of what you just described to me is a relationship that you have that you couldn't ignore. And it's people, when they drink your tea, they're drinking in your honoring 
and living in relationship with the plants. Mm -hmm. And that's different than we're just going to source this stuff, get this tea out there and get it to our clients. That's like a totally different energy. And I think it's why you've been so successful in Omaha, because people can feel that energetic. They don't know how to describe it. They're like, I don't know what it is. We have people will go out of their way to come to our house because it's not online yet, but they're, they'll come to our events just to get the tea. Wow. And so that's this particular blend. You have so many amazing ones, and I go and drink all of them, but, um, or at least the non-caffeinated ones because of my particular... I have you in mind always. Don't worry. <laughs> Thank God you have so many options. Um, and people know, but I love calling attention to that, calling consciousness to it. And it's something that I'd like to share more when we share about your work verbally or in social media is just say, we're building for a future that's relational. And it's not just human relationships. It's relationships with our everyday objects. It's relationships with how we bring them into the world, how we use them and how we get rid of them. It's relationships absolutely with plants and animals and every other little creature that we can't put into a similar heading. But, you know, what you just described to me is about the relationship you couldn't ignore mm -hmm. and that you listen from your heart to. Mm -hmm. And that's what this is all about, so. Exactly, I knew that if the alteration in my relationship with the plants could have such a profound impact on me. I, I know that that will happen to other people if given the opportunity. And, and uh, there are all kinds of ways that an herbalist can um, engage people with plants and plant medicine, but I really felt that the most accessible, um, homey, cozy, invitational, just you know, the, the warmest way of, of, of inviting people to the table on this relationship with plants was through tea. Um, it's one of the most consumed, I think it is the most consumed beverage on the planet. So um, how many opportunities a day is that for a person to engage with plants? Two, three, five, I mean, it depends on the person, maybe one, but, uh, but that's significant. It's very significant. And I thought that was absolutely, um, a valuable opportunity to um, create create uh, an environment where where there can be interaction between people and this these these plants that I've brought together um, to vibrate in particular ways and do particular healing um, within the body. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for all that you do. We're excited. You're one of our collaborators. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> That's great. Andrea Lossi is a clinical herbalist rooted in Western herbalism, traditional Chinese medicine, and Ayurveda. A Reiki master and doctoral student in literature, she focuses on relationships between humans and the vegetal. Every tea blend is lovingly sourced with the health of the planet and ecosystems in mind. She encourages you to drink with purpose. Thank you for listening to Bloop. The Bloop podcast is located on Omaha land. Visuals are by Joshua LeBure. Sound engineering by Tiny Space Productions. That's me. And music by Illuminating Hearts. That's, That's us. Your imagination is the currency of the heart. Building dreams into being. Listen to your heart. Dream. Build a wild new world. With, with us. us. If you would like to watch the full video of this episode, 
subscribe to our Patreon online retreat center at patreon.com slash illuminatinghearts.